it's great. I'm sitting here in sunny Portugal I was, looking at palm trees and blue skies. Listen, I, <laughs> I was looking at some of your pictures on um, Instagram, uh, or sorry, on Twitter, and... Um, I was like, this man is abroad. And then the second the, the phone started to ring, I was like, right, then he's still abroad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you still get that funny funny ringtone, don't you? That boop, <laughs> The very long one. So how are you? Is it really nice to be thinking about getting back on the road and getting back out there, or are you still enjoying that downtime? No, I can't, I can't even describe uh, what it's been like the last couple of years. I mean, like, everyone's been in the same boats, but the music industry got hit really, really hard. Uh, it's not just the musicians and stuff, but the, the crew and the truckers and the lighting guys and the riggers and all of the guys who, who do this. They're all, you know, they're all self-employed. So there was nothing for them, you know, during these last couple of years. So the idea, especially having had to cancel or postpone the two or twice uh, to come out and just even do you know the the one off that we're going to be doing in Dublin is just so exciting. I, I, I can't. It's kind of like someone's taken away your left arm, you know, because I've done I've toured ever since I was you know thirteen or fourteen. You know, I was playing in bands at weekends and stuff. Mm. So to have that taken away has been. And we all went, so I'm stupidly excited. I feel like a kid again. But isn't it, it's kind of beautiful in a way that that excitement and that enthusiasm to get back out there and play is still as exciting as it was when you were 14 or 15, when you were doing it first time round. But um, but you're so right, it, it, it has been a bitch of a time for the last couple of years. Like, I'm sure there was a, a period you kind of went, ah, oh, look, you know what, the downtime will be nice for maybe six months or whatever. But when it dragged on for two years... Yeah, and no one, no one saw that coming. We were actually in New Zealand when this all kicked off, and we heard about this this virus. Uh, and we, the day we got from New Zealand, we were touring. The day we got from New Zealand to Australia, New Zealand shut down. That was two years ago in March. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, so we got back thinking, oh well, everything's going to be on hold for six weeks. Mm. You know, <laughs> nobody saw it going on and on and on and on and on. But um, <clears throat> you know, it's. It's one of those things, you know, entertainment is, is something that we all need and we all, we all crave. We need that interaction with people. And not just from our side, but, you know, as an audience member, you know, I go and see bands. I, I've got to have that buzz, that excitement when the lights go down and you see somebody walk past the lights on the front of the amplifier on stage. All of that is all part of the builder. Watching music on, on TV is okay, but it's not quite the same thing, is it? So, it's very much know, not the same. Very much not yeah. the same thing. Um, and uh, as well as that, though, uh, like you being you, like there must have still been some sort of income, you know, coming in every now and again. But I mean, you think about those bands that w- were just on the cusp and all of a sudden it was taken away. Do you know what I mean? Oh, listen, v- very, very hard time. Let's talk about this show. Do you know, it's funny. I was thinking um, when you were working with Phil Linus, did you record with him in Dublin at all? Uh, I don't think we recorded in Dublin. Um, no, he certainly, he certainly, well, he certainly played uh, there. You know, I did my little my stint when I did my six month, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Lizzie membership. Yeah, uh, you know, we, we we did an Irish tour, and that was that was great fun. I mean, you know, we'd we'd we'd, we'd turn up in the middle of nowhere, uh, and and there'd be a, a you know a hole, and I'm thinking, well, who's going to come to this? And then of course <laughs> you'd come back after the sound check, and you couldn't see for cars and trucks and all sorts of stuff. It was like, I felt as always, you know, a, a demigod 
You know, of course. <laughs> I am with, oh my you know, God. With, with Ireland's most famous son, you know, on stage playing the boys back in town and, and whiskey in a jar and stuff like that. It was just a, a glorious time. Yeah, I mean, I know from talking to you before that you definitely hold those times as as rather special, even though it was short. But it was like everybody's everybody's tenure in in Lizzie, you know, was short. Well, okay, bar Scott Gorham and stuff like that. But um, the reason I bring it up because the Button Factory where you're playing is also uh, Ireland's little rock and roll museum, and there's all things Philo in there. So. I think it would be nice if you were to see that mirrored base again and things like that. Um, would that give you a kick so many years on or would you be like, oh, look, I've been there, I've done that? No, of course it would give me a kick. I mean, you know, I, I, I toured with that, that base, that, that mirrored base, um, you know, and it was such an iconic thing uh, that, 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 uh, that Phil had there. Yeah, I'd love to see this stuff. I mean, there's, there's bits of memorabilia that I've never seen. And every so often someone posts something online and I go, God, where was that taken? You know, it's like telling I'm messing around or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and I, because I, I don't get access to them, you know, I don't know where they all went. And, you know, there's, there's bits of footage, uh, you know, when we were doing this massive, massive stadium in Chicago or whatever the hell it was. There was 100,000 people there. And it was, uh, it was all like, you know, Aerosmith and Santana and all those bands. Mm. And there was me up on stage doing the Lizzie thing. And it was filmed. And Philip had the, the, the tape of the film. And nobody knows where it's gone. Oh, so all these moments in my life, they're all this. Yeah. I might have seen some of them in the, in the museum. That'd be great. Yeah, but but you also did Live Aid, so like you've you've had that experience uh, imprinted in your life forever. Um, now, listen, let's talk about some of these uh, tracks that you're going to play with the band Electronica um, when you come into the Button Factory. When you rehearse these things again, do you find your head going back to 1981, or do you play things differently? Do you play things better than you did first time round? Well, this this is this isn't it's confusing. This isn't electronica. Electronica is a, is a very electronic setup. This is my my band that I've been working with for the last you know ten fifteen years, and we do slightly different arrangements of the stuff because when you when you carbon copy something, especially something that's don't like say it forty years old, mm. you know you think well okay, what would you, I, I might as well be a tribute act. It doesn't yes. it doesn't kind of make sense. So you want to give it a little twist. Um, so, like you know, for instance, when we do Vienna, there's no violin solo. I do it on a guitar, so it's a guitar solo now. So it's it's much raunchier and kind of still atmospheric, but in your face. So we we alter the songs to suit. Otherwise, everything just becomes incredibly stale, you know. And you think, well, you know, I might as well go out as a tribute band. They seem to be doing better than most main artists. Are these days. <laughs> <laughs> who who do you think yeah. is the greatest tribute act to themselves right now? I'm going to say the Stones. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's it's yeah, quite possibly. Um, uh, you know, it, 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 you do become a parody yourself, and it's it's not something you intend to do. No, but. You know, when, when, you know, if you if you're noticeable enough that people go, oh yeah, you're like you know, Ophianetta and all of those things that, that get thrown at you. Where's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, where's yeah. your funny little moustache or the star strike and the side bums and whatever? You 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 end up if you carry on doing it, you end up being a caricature of yourself. Yeah, so you, you you never really move on. And of course, somebody like the Stones, you're quite right. You know, they are a parody of what they were. You know, forty five. 
15 years ago. Mick's still up there giving the gyrations and good on him. I wish I could. <laughs> I know, I know. Do you know what? We were only talking about Paul McCartney this week. The man is 80 next month and he's back out there and he's touring around North America at the moment. I just don't know how he does it. I, I think there's something there's something in the musical water that, um, that it, there's the old adage that you never grow up. You, you grow old, but you never, but grow, you never up grow up in the music up. industry. Yeah, I like that because because you you've been you've been allowed to you know to to you know follow your own path. You've been allowed to not have to listen to other people, uh, not be told what to do, and, and there's something about that that just keeps you young. I mean, it's it's hardly a hardship, is it? You know, getting up in the morning and saying, oh. God, I've got to go and play my guitar again. You know, it's not you're not going down a mine. You know, you're not you're not you're not working in a factory. You're not doing you know you're not driving a van like my dad did. You know, mm-hmm. you're doing something you've chosen to do, and that is a you know it's a gift from God. The other side of the stones, of course, means that you know today's kids who are into this music get to see them, and that's the joy as well. There's there's still something to be said because, you know, so many of those acts have are not around anymore, so to, to, to go and see the Stones is still a big deal, or ACDC, another fine tribute act to themselves, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, but that's, that's, that's like a badge of honour, isn't it? It's like, it's like why, why do you think, you know, Glastonbury Festival sells out in a finger snap, and, and there's nobody announced, you know, there's no bands announced, yeah. <laughs> because it's a, it's a rite of passage, isn't it, it's a rite yeah. of passage, I've been to Glastonbury, so it's a badge that you wear on your shoulder or whatever, and it's the same with going to see the Stones or ACDC or whatever, Cause, and, and it's probably, it's coming my way soon, I hope, that, 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 that um, you know, when you get to a certain age, you know, this could be the last possible chance of seeing those people. Yes. You know, they might not be there next week. So, oh, that's it. So there's a, there's a, yeah, there's a big desire to go and see the stones and say, I saw them. I saw, you know, exactly. it was brilliant. Exactly right. I mean, look, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I turn off my phone at night time or put it down and I go, please don't be anyone dead when I wake up in the morning. You know that kind of way? Because there's always, oh, the, when you wake oh. up the phone and it's got that news flash of whoever's gone now and you're like, oh God. Um, and you know, yeah. you, you, and, and we are getting to that stage so sadly. So listen, sell it. Sell Dublin to me, the Button Factory and it's the 26th of May. It's not long now. 35 quid for a night of you guys. Um, somebody's sitting here going, oh, I don't know, will I go to that? Why will I go to that, Midge? Well, you know, I, I, as I said, you know, I might not be there next week. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, we, we, we don't, the gig is next not, week. You know, what are you talking about? You better be here. <laughs> 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 you know, we, we do ultra-box stuff. We do design stuff. You know, we might even throw in Lizzie Tunis, whatever. I don't know. We haven't really asked anything. But, you know, it's it's like... It's forty. It's forty years of of writing and musicianship all squeezed into you know like an hour and a half and one evening, and it's uh, it's it's, a, it's good fun. You know, it's, it's I, I know I know that a lot of people think, oh god, he can't. You know, they can't still have the voice and stuff like that. I can still hit those notes. Of course, you can. Not a bother to you. Not a bother, Midge. As always, it's <laughs> lovely to talk to you. Enjoy the rest of your holiday there. Um, how long more have you got in Portugal? And are you rehearsing at this stage, or will you leave that for another bit? No, no, we'll be rehearsing the, in a, before, before we get there. I mean, the, the, the stand will be, as I said, we'll be working together the last game. Yeah, so it's, it's tight enough, yeah. So, so it's, it's kind of us most to these boys, you know, they're, they're all pros, they, they step in and plug in. I'm the one that forgets it all, you know, so I'm <laughs> the one that needs to rehearse it. I know. This is why you have a musical director. <laughs>
<laughs> Listen, yeah, let them do all the hard work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What, what was I at? Um, oh, I was at Nick Mason recently in uh, in Dublin. Nick is out doing, you know, that saucer full of secrets that he's doing? Saucer full of secrets with Gary, Gary Kemp. With Gary Kemp, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's been doing really, really oh well. Oh my God, it's fantastic. But he has Guy Pratt in the, va- in the band, who I'm sure you know as well, That's right? right? So uh, Nick is playing in Dublin and they're going through, what was it? Um... Oh God, I can't remember what they were playing, but the, the the drumming in it is quite complicated. And Nick, God bless him, he balls it up, and you can see Guy Pratt turning to him as his musical man, going, "No, no, blah blah blah." They're they're having the chat back and forth, and you can see Nick nodding, going, "Oh yeah, shit, yeah, 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 yeah," and he gets back on track. <laughs> but it's quite it's quite a beautiful moment, and Dublin, like the audience, we're all going, "Come on, Nick," you know, and you can just see him going, "Oh balls," you know. But we didn't oh, care that's, because that's we were watching brilliant. Nick Mason, you know. Yeah, I know that's that's brilliant. But I, I I know that Gary's absolutely loving it. I spoke to him recently, and he was just giving giving the opportunity to show that he's actually a musician, you know, as opposed to you know the pretty boy in a in a, in a, a pop band. Midge, he, he, he really steps up. He's a good, he's a good guitar player. You're not wrong. I'll tell you what. Everybody I spoke to after that show, be it on the radio or on the night, was blown away by Gary. His guitar playing, his voice, and the it was so obvious that he was into it all, like hugely into it, and that it was an honour for yeah. him to be on that stage with Nick Mason. And of course it is, and Guy, and like a fabulous band. It was a magic night, really magic. Anyway, have a have a great uh, rest of few days in Portugal, and we will see you in hopefully not rainy old Dublin in uh, the 26th. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye.